What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful... Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, August the 15th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 907 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And uh, let me tell you, we're mixing things up for you a little bit today. Joining us in our first hour, usually on Tuesdays, it is the uh, news editor of the Carteret County News Times, Richard Clark, our NBA and hoops expert. We're uh, mixing it up a little bit today. Uh, Joining us here in our first hour in less than 20 minutes is going to be the head football coach of those Arundel Parrot Academy Patriots. They're the defending North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association eight-man champions. It's going to be Matt Beeman, uh, one of our favorite guys in the world. Uh, he's going to be joining us. Uh, they are practicing today at 8 a.m., or we would have him on in our 8 o'clock hour. But uh, he is graciously before practice today. Here we are just three days before the first game. He's going to be joining us here on the show. And uh, very excited about that. Uh, man, a lot of stuff to talk to him about. Coming off the state championship last year, uh, a lot of people, I think, uh, not as many expectations for him this year, for the Patriots this year, especially uh, there are a lot more teams, too, in uh, eight-man football. You know, there was a, a time there where it seemed like uh, eight-man football was uh, kind of maybe disappearing a little bit as they had gotten down to maybe 10 or 12 teams in the in the entire state. That was, or in, at least in the association, in the North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association, that were uh, playing eight-man football. And, uh, in fact, anything but now, as it seems like uh, there are a lot more teams. In fact, I think there's upwards of about 20, 22 teams that are now playing uh, eight-man football in North Carolina, which is good for Parent Academy, that's for sure. Uh, but we'll be talking to him. Uh, about 20 minutes or so after the hour, uh, and just uh, getting to know this 2023 version of Parrot Academy. Again, a team that kicks off their season this Friday night against uh, Harold's Christian Academy. They'll be traveling to Harold's Christian Academy to uh, be playing that game, so uh, a lot of fun there. And, man, just looking at their schedule, I've got their schedule pulled up here in front of me. A lot of first-time teams uh, they've played Harold's obviously, uh, back in the past several times, but, uh, they're going to be playing Northwest Halifax, uh, this year. Uh, I believe that's going to be the first time they've ever played them before Liberty Christian out of Richlands. That's a first time team that they've played in other sports. They've played in basketball. Uh, they've played in baseball and now Liberty Christian has their own eight man team. So that's going to be exciting. And then the regular teams are Rocky Mount Christian, Cary Christian, but then, uh, fa- and I, I've got to make sure I say this right here, Father Capadano, 
that's going to be an exciting game that's going to be taking place in September. Sand Hills Classical Christian. That's a first-time team they'll be taking on uh, from Southern Pines. So uh, just excited. Like I said, that uh, we're going to be having uh, uh, that Parrot Academy is uh, one of the uh, old-time eight-man teams in the state of North Carolina, having, been, having played every year since 1990 and uh, going to be playing some uh, first-time teams, too. Uh, also, what's uh, uh, really, really neat, too, uh, this is the uh, 24th season now of eight-man football for uh, Parrot Academy. So coming up on that quarter century, and, uh, man, and then you've got a coach like uh, Matt Beeman, who has coached four state champions, played for the championship three other times, and it's just going to be exciting. Looking forward to having him join us here, like I said, in less than in about 15 minutes or so, from now here on our Spence Automotive Guest Line. But what that means is with Coach Beeman joining us in our first hour, our regular Tuesday guest, Carteret County News Times News Editor uh, Richard Clark, is going to be joining us uh, to kick off our second hour today. And, man, we've got a lot to talk to him about. It's not all going to be about hoops and NBA basketball today. And uh, the uh, and Brandon and Brandon Ingram and the United States team that is uh, in – I, I, they were in Puerto Rico. I guess they're uh, now headed over to the Far East. They're going to be playing in uh, the the tournament of uh, – it, it's a world tournament. Just to, <laughs> They're going to be playing for a world championship in that. So I'm uh, pretty excited to see how they're going to do uh, with that. I do want to talk to him about uh, James Harden and Daryl Morey. Man, that's turned into a situation as uh, James Harden is uh, – not really happy with uh, the owner of uh, uh, of the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's going to be uh, a pretty interesting point right there, too. Uh, it's the FIBA World Cup. It begins August 25th, so it begins in 10 days. But they've got a, a pretty big uh, schedule that, uh, that Brandon and the Americans are playing. So we're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about a bunch of stuff, too. Uh, the uh, Hall of Fame, they just had their ceremony. The Basketball Hall of Fame this past weekend. Uh, and yeah, Keith Spencer, absolutely right. Has he just messaged me this and he's right. Has James Harden ever been happy with anybody? That's true. That's absolutely true. But, uh, I think it's, it's even been taken to another level here. I think the understanding was, and this is from, I listened to, uh, Bill Simmons. I listened to uh, some NBA podcasts and pretty much the assumption was, was that James Harden was uh, going to be traded to Houston or it was going to be a sign-and-trade kind of deal with the 76ers. And I just think that uh, – and you're right, Spence, what you're saying. Has he ever been happy with anybody? No, he really hasn't. And I think he had the – I don't know if he had the understanding or he had the uh, assumption, his assumption, probably not the 76ers' assumption, but he had his assumption – that he was going to be uh, playing uh, in Houston, which evidently that's uh, his – favorite place to play in the world for reasons that uh maybe i'll get uh rich to uh jump into that and uh you know give his feelings on what that reasoning is behind that but uh because i'm, I'm really not going to say it. but i'll let rich say it though uh but uh i you're right spence i mean harden has never really been happy anywhere and uh i We'll just let that. We'll, we'll. I tell you what. We'll let that one breathe a little bit there, and we'll let uh, Rich talk about that in our second hour. Man, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to Rich about. Um, if you were, and you have to remember the movie that came out, I believe in two thousand nine, The Blind Side. Uh, just 
I couldn't believe how much people liked it. I mean, I had people in my life who thought it was one of the best movies they had ever seen and all this. And, uh, I just cringed through the whole thing. I remember seeing, it. I believe I saw it. I'm pretty sure I saw it at the theater and, uh, I just, it just, it bothered me a whole lot. And, uh, for, for several different reasons. I mean, they made, and yeah, it was a Disney movie, but they made Michael R or, and I can never say his name, right. O H E R Michael or our, or, uh, help me out there, Spence. How do you pronounce that? Uh, but he, uh, they made him look like, uh, just this, I don't even know how to explain it. Just this, uh, this black kid who, you know, wasn't a really aware, uh, pet. <laughs> and then he unsent the message par or okay par or like par okay i get it i get it uh and i just i i remember cringing when it came out and i remember being that or or thank you dude uh like a like a like a boat's or okay i get it uh but i remember just when it came out just being very uncomfortable with it and just telling the people around me that you know i just i really don't like this movie it makes him seem like uh, just not a very smart person. And if you read anything about him, you knew it, the opposite was true. Yeah. He grew up, he had a really rough, uh, growing up and a really rough environment that he grew up in, but he was a, a really a smart, a street smart kid. And, uh, again, just the way the movie framed him, it just, it just left me cringing and left me just uncomfortable. Well, it turns out now it looks like, uh, that those of us who felt that way, uh, they were right that we were right. Uh, he, uh, was just not treated the right way, man. Uh, they, his, uh, family at the time. Oh yeah. Sandra Bullock looked really good. Spence. I'll agree with you on that, <coughs> but, uh, they, uh, I don't know, man. It just, uh, now it's coming out that uh, instead they never adopted him, which was what the movie implied. Uh, that he, uh, it was just a conservatorship, uh, that they did. They, uh, had him sign, uh, all this paperwork. It basically turned over his, uh, the way he can spend his money and everything. Kind of like if you want to compare it to what Britney Spears had with her, uh, father or what is it, her parents, but anyway, with, uh, definitely her father where he was in control of how much money she could spend. All that was well, basically the same deal here with, uh, Michael Orr. And, uh, and now with his career complete, and you remember he even played for a short time with the Carolina Panthers with his career complete, uh, he's got lawyers looking back into that back in time. And he made a lot of money. Don't get it twisted playing for the Ravens and for the Panthers and for whatever other teams he played for in his NFL career. But, uh, it's looking like they really did take advantage of him. And I hope. He gets every penny that is due him. Uh, I hope that this conservatorship gets turned over. I mean, that movie was just a, it was a blockbuster. And like I said, even people who don't like football were big fans of that. But anyway, I want to get uh, Richard's feelings on that. You now know mine, uh, but we're going to talk to him about his, his former beloved Ezekiel Elliott now joining the New England Patriots. These are all things that have happened just here in the last 24 hours. Dalvin Cook uh, is joining the Jets. Uh, on a one-year deal. And Linda, Linda just messaged me too, and she's right. She says she's very upset with that family. I am too. I mean, it, it is absolutely not right what they did uh, with that. And I hope, again, again, 
I hope that the uh, that uh, Michael Orr gets what he deserves from that. And this family who was already wealthy to begin with, I don't know. Just like I said, just uh, watching it in real time, uh, or I don't even know if it was real time, but watching the Disney adaptation of it, it just felt it just felt cringy. It felt bad and. And, uh, I'm right a lot of times on this kind of stuff. And it looks like I was ab- absolutely right on this one. So all you people that get mad at me for uh, me saying that the blind side was just, was not a good movie and I, that I just felt bad about it. Uh, I accept apologies. So, uh, if you guys want to apologize, I'll be accepting those. But, uh, like I said, that'll be Richard Clark joining us. Uh, <laughs> yes, Spence, Sandra Bullock looked really hot in it. You are absolutely right. That cannot, that fact alone cannot be denied. You are absolutely right. Greenville zone, uh, ECU zone, Sandra Bullock. You're right. Uh, but again, Matt Beeman here in, uh, less than 10 minutes and probably, uh, about seven or eight minutes from right now. And then Richard Clark in our second hour. And again, what a big week we've got going on here. High school football, three days away. Uh, we were just telling you about Parrot Academy is going to be at Harold's Christian. That's for an 11 man game. Uh, our game of the week here on nine sixty the bull and nine sixty the bull.com. Is going to be uh, an epic matchup. They have played every single season since 1964. North Lenore at Green Central. Going to be a heck of a game uh, over in Snow Hill. We are so honored that uh, we will be bringing that game to you. Uh, pre-game show begins at 5 o'clock. The Rillo Discount Drugs pre-game show at 5 o'clock uh, live from Snow Hill. And then we'll have... Uh, the, the game starts at 7. Myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, uh, Paul Whittington on the sideline. It's going to be a heck of a game. Heck of a night as we kick off the 2023 season in Snow Hill. North of North Green Central should be a pretty good game. North of North uh, under new management, under a new coach, Green Central, under the great Jay Wilson. And, uh, man, we're just going to have so much fun with that Uh on Friday night. Uh, other games that are being played that night, Kinston travels to Winterville to take on South Central High School. Uh, that should be a pretty good game. Uh, South Lenore will travel up to North Johnston. Uh, that's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, Aiden Grifton uh, traveling over to Wilson Prep. is going to be the first time that they've played them uh, under Paul Cornwell, who is back now for the first time in four years. It's going to be uh, a great night Friday night. We will have scores from you uh, throughout the game. And, again, if you uh, – I'm, I'm going to have to try to save my voice for Friday night or for Friday altogether because we'll do the show Friday morning 7 to 9. Uh, then the replay of the shows from 3 to 5. Then we pick right up at 5 o'clock with the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show at 5. Kickoff for that North North Green Central game is at 7. And then we'll go until uh, the game is over. So uh, going to be a lot of fun uh, this week. But, again, high school football – Three days away, it gets real. Listen, I know Jason Bryant, uh, we've got a ton of advertisers for uh, Friday night's game, and we'll be picking them up here on the Brian Hanks show too uh, during the week. Uh, but if you would like to advertise, you need to give my boy Jason Bryant a call, and you can do that by calling him at 252-639-7900, or you can reach him at wrns.com backslash advertise and uh, we'll get you in 
on all those ads. A, a lot of people are going to be listening to that game uh, Friday night, and you want your business to be a part of it. I can promise you that. Speaking of Jason Bryant, uh, I kind of teased this a little bit yesterday. He teased it last week when he joined us on the show live. But how about this? Uh, Jason and big boss man Tony Denton will be joining us on uh, on Thursday's show. In our first hour on Thursday's show, we have a huge announcement to make uh, that I think you got. I can tell you this. I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited about it, and this is not a riff. This is not me being company man. I'm telling you, uh, Dick Broadcasting is about to uh, make, uh, some big news in, uh, Eastern North Carolina and heck in North Carolina altogether, 960, the bull, 960, the bull.com. And we're going to save that announcement for Thursday morning. When, uh, Tony Denton and Jason Bryant join us live here in the show, uh, Jason will be live here in the studio with us. And then, uh, Mr. Denton will be joining us uh, on the phone as we'll be making an announcement about the future of 960, the bull and 960, the bull.com. And again, if you don't let, well, I hope you listen every morning, uh, you know, especially you Spence and Pam Sheffield and, uh, Greg Clemens and, uh, Mr. Dawson and all our folks who, uh, listen to the show, uh, every day. Uh, I hope you guys join us uh, as you always do, but I'm telling you, we've got a huge, huge announcement, which is going to be made here on a Thursday morning show, but this is a great week. It's a crazy week. Like I said, with the start of high school football going on, uh, this Friday, uh, let me tell you about this. I, I've said it all week. I've said it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, uh, that, uh, the Kensington North County sports hall of fame ceremony is this, uh, Saturday night at, uh, at the Kensington community center, uh, a few tickets still available. I did see, uh, coach Jimmy Smith. He had up on his Facebook page that there were a few tickets remaining. And, uh, so Jump on those. I'm telling you, they've already added tables two times. I don't know how we're going to get everybody in, uh, in that, uh, in that gym at, uh, the Kenson community center, but it's going to be a lot of fun as we induct 11 new inductees into the Kenson and North County sports hall of fame. Five teams are going to be a part of it. And I'll tell you what, I'll deep dive more into that. When we, uh, get off the phone with Matt Beeman here and, uh, at the end of his interview, we'll deep dive into the Kenson North County sports hall of fame, but let me tell you what's going to be exciting. And we're going to have more guests joining us over the next few days. In fact, I've got a couple more. I need to square away for tomorrow's show. And even for uh, Thursday's show, too, with uh, Jason and Mr. Denton joining us. But uh, let me tell you who we already got booked. Tomorrow, we're going to have Bill Ellis on the phone uh, joining us live from somewhere in the nation. He is one of the inductees. He'll be with us in our second hour after Michael Martin joins us in the first hour. Uh, then Thursday's show, like I said, Jason Bryant and Tony Denton in our first hour. And how about this for our second hour? Man, Coach Craig Hill uh, joining us live in our studio with... Craig Dawson, Coach Craig Dawson, uh, two of the inductees will be joining us live right here in our uh, plush, well-lit, and well-protected studio here on uh, Whitehall Drive. That's going to be exciting on Thursday. Like I said, after the big announcement from uh, Jason Bryant and Tony Denton, uh, we'll have Craig Dawson and Craig Hill joining us live. And I cannot wait for that. You talk about exciting and uh <laughs> talking to them about their uh, time together and it is Craig Dawson played for Craig Hill for three years and actually for four years because uh, coach Hill was a JV coach 
for uh, Craig Dawson. And then they played uh, – Craig Dawson played for him for three years for varsity. The all-time leading scorer in uh, Kenston High School history. So that's going to be a hell of a second hour there uh, on Thursday's show with Craig Dawson and Craig Hill. And then on Friday's show, Paul Whittington in our first hour. Probably going to get a couple of coaches to join us that first hour too. And then in our second hour, man. We love every time he's come on. Uh, Coach George Whitfield will be joining us. Uh, he is uh, one of the – I think there's only four of us that have, are still around who have been a part of the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame since the very, very beginning. Coach Whitfield is definitely one of them. I am. Craig Hill, yes, he's being inducted this year, but he was part of the very first uh, Hall of Fame, too, and then Steve Oliver. I think that's it. That's the four of us that have – been a part of it since the very beginning, but uh, Coach Whitfield, he's going to have a couple of guests with him too. Hey, we may even get Leo Hart to join us. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I love me some Leo Hart. Uh, the uh, He was one of our inaugural members too of the uh, Kensington North County Sports Hall of Fame, played for the uh, all-time leading, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in Duke history, and then he went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons in the and I think the Buffalo Bills too in the NFL. Just uh, just a great guy. Uh, we're just, I tell you what, like I said, just what a week, man, as we are getting ready for this weekend with, uh, our, with the Sports Hall of Fame, with high school football kicking off, with Battle of the Badges taking place over at Historic Granger Stadium between, I think there's eight different agencies that are going to be uh, playing uh, softball out at uh, Historic Granger Stadium. Very excited about that. I'll be on the mic for that. Uh, so, uh, man. Just uh, looking forward to all this and uh, just excited. Man, what a week. Uh, arguably one of the best weeks in uh, in, in sports weeks in uh, our, uh, our time here. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, before we get a coach up here on the line with us, uh, yeah, I do need to mention this too. Uh, I'm glad that uh, Shane sent me this. Uh, Shane Alvey is going to be the voice of the uh, Patriots this year of the uh, Parrot Academy Patriots. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, listen, Hugh Pollock is a legend at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy, and he's been uh, the PA guy, I guess, for <laughs> close to 50 years, and that's not an exaggeration. I think he's been the PA voice pretty much the entire time. But our good friend uh, Shane Albee will be uh, the voice of the Patriots this year, too. So that's going to be neat too. I tell you what, let's uh, let's get our good friend uh, Matt Beeman up here on the line with us. But before we do that, let's thank Lenore Community College for 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show and uh, joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. I, I don't even try to hide it, Coach. One of my favorites, uh, you're, you're always so generous with your time, and I know you've got practice coming up here in just a few minutes, and uh, you're joining us to uh, help us preview this 2023 Arendelle Parrot Academy season. It's our good friend Matt Beeman. The head coach of the defending North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association eight-man champion Patriots. How are you doing this morning, Coach? 
Doing good, Brian. Hope you are. I am. I am. Uh, I got to ask you before we jump into anything, and I want to break down this season that's coming up. I want to talk about. Want to take a look a, a look back at last year. I want to. Uh, get some names out there some of the stars of this 2023 team but coach this has just been an oppressively hot uh off season especially leading up to uh this friday's game and i mean i, I took the i took the puppy dog out this morning and uh, saw the temperature it was 83 degrees 83 degrees at 555 this morning coach I got to ask you, I mean, what has that been like helping prepare the team, getting them ready for this first game of the season, getting them ready for the 2023 season in this just extreme heat, extreme humidity that you guys have been facing so far? Yes, this heat, this heat's tough. Yesterday, about halfway through practice, it was probably about 930, our, uh, our athletic trainer came up and said, hey, the wet bulb temperatures, so-and-so, everybody's got to strip down. And so – with football, when you can't have your helmet and you can't have your uh, your pads, it's hard to get much accomplished in practice. So, uh, like I said, that happened yesterday about 9.30. We normally practice 8.30 to 10.30. We moved up practice 30 minutes a day to try to maybe get in a little more before, before you know, the trainer shuts us down. But uh, it's just part of it. Yeah. And we all have to deal yeah. with it. Oh, absolutely. And it's just one of those things, like you said, everybody has to deal with it. But still – I mean, when they're, you know, you're trying to put a game plan in, you're trying to get you guys ready for Friday night. The, I just don't remember, uh, and I know I'm switching lanes on you a little bit here, coach, but I just don't remember a preseason. I know, don't get it twisted. We live in Eastern North Carolina. I know it gets hot in August here, but do you remember one as that's been as oppressively hot as this preseason has been coach? No, I mean, that's probably one of the first ones that I can remember in recent years that we've, we've been shut down like this. Now, a lot of times, you know, when we're practicing after school, say 3 to 5 o'clock, we've been shut down like that by the athletic trainer, but never at 9 o'clock in the morning. That is insane. That, and, again, you're practicing early to people to try to get in as much as you can, and your trainer has to come to shut you down. That is crazy. Matt Beeman joining us here on our Spence Automotive guest line as his uh, defending state champion of Rendell Parrot Academy uh, Patriots are getting ready for this Friday night as they will travel to Harold's to take on uh, Harold's Christian Academy. And let's take a look back at last year, Coach. Uh, a season in which uh, your fourth state champion co uh, championship coach, but it started with a loss against Harold's Christian Academy, a 55-38 to loss to uh, Harold's Christian Academy, but then 11 straight wins to uh, end the season. I mean, all all kinds of a great season last year. First off, uh, let, let's like I said, let's look back at last year. And uh, were you disappointed at all, Coach, after that first uh, first game of the year? Like I said, a 17-point loss. That was actually closer than the final score indicated, if I remember, too. But uh, were you disappointed in that loss to start the season? And how much do you think losing that first game of the season spurred you guys on for uh, towards the championship? Yeah, you know, always as a coach, you know, after that game, we we honestly felt like we were better than Harold's. We felt like we just made some young mistakes in the secondary. They just basically just blown coverages. It just gave them some touchdowns. And it kind of made us realize, hey, we might be better than what we were thinking. Uh but, you know, I don't think we'd have been as good the rest of the year if we hadn't had that loss early. I think we, if we had to beat Harold and run the table going into playoffs undefeated, I don't think that would have been a good recipe. Uh, so I feel like that game was good for us. 
it showed what we could do, but it showed, hey, still got beat. So you could always bring that back up and help motivate the guys. Hey, you've been beat, you can be beat again. Uh, you know what? You just uh, perfectly segued into my next question for you, Coach, and that is that if you guys had came back and won that game, and like you said, you go into the playoffs and you, you got – you know, listen, you – one of the things I think that I forget sometimes, Coach, I'm sure you don't because you've been around the game for as long as you have when these young people over at uh, Parrot Academy, but a lot of times, Coach, we forget. These kids are 16, uh, so heck, some of them 15, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and we forget that, you know, you can say everything you can. You can get them as ready as you can for a game, but, Coach, you're dealing with 15, 16, 17, and 18-year-old kids who see that, you know, hey, we're 10-0, and 0, we've not been beat yet. That can get in their head sometimes, can it, Coach? Oh, it can. And, you know, like I you know, like I said last year, the reason I schedule these games early is so we face a little adversity because in 2021, we were coming off a state championship team where we didn't lose since like the third week of the season in 2020. 2021, we run the table and then get hit in the mouth against John Paul last game of the regular season and then get upset the playoffs. And I just felt like we drank the Kool-Aid a little bit so we wanted to schedule a tough or non-conference to uh, to really challenge us and let us face adversity. And I think, you know, Harold is uh, obviously a great challenge and it really helps us do that. Oh, absolutely. That voice you listen to, Matt Beeman, head football coach of Parrot Academy. They kick off their season this Friday night at Harold's Christian Academy. And we'll get into previewing that game a little bit. But I do want to uh, continue a couple more minutes just looking back at last season. Coach, you know, as someone who's won multiple state championships in different sports, at Rendell Parrot Academy. When did you know last year, Coach? I mean, was it in the preseason? Was there like a line of demarcation in a certain game last year? But when did you get the feeling last year, Coach Beeman, that, you know what, this team has a state championship written on or at least the possibility of state championship written on it, sir? Uh, I think midway through the year we realized this was a, a special group, a uh, special group of seniors that uh, just had that hit factor. And then, you know, Ashton Brinson uh, was playing all-world and just, just a different level type kid. But we really didn't know because we knew there was a school down the road that was probably one of the best teams that, that in eight-man football in the last several years. They were big. They were strong. They were fast. And we knew we were good, but we didn't know if we were that good. So I really didn't know yet this team is truly, truly special until that 66-60 win last game of the regular season. I mean, those guys, I mean, our guys exceeded expectations and went toe-to-toe with, you know, Goliath and then took them down. So then that's kind of when we knew, hey, this group, this group's real. Well, and again, uh, Coach Jimmy Smith was saying the same thing about y'all too, and especially – especially after that 66-60 to 60 win in Greenville over John Paul II. Uh, you know, you have, and I, and I understand you're getting ready for uh, the 23 season right now, Coach, but when you look back at last year, what is going to – and even 10 years from now, 15 years from now, Coach Beeman, uh, what's going to stand out the most to you when you look back at that 2022 state championship season, sir? Uh, you know, I just think – I mean, what would stand out the most just be a special group of guys that came together. Not not many people believed in them. Everybody thought, well, the year before was your year to do it. You didn't do it. Uh, and these guys just didn't listen to the noise. Uh, we just stayed focused, our group. We didn't worry about what the outside noise was. They stayed focused. 
and they proved that hard work works. You know, in the back of our shirt, we put hard work beats talent. And I think those guys proved if, if culture culture wins out, hard work wins out. And, you know, if that's something you can hang your hat on, I think that's something that that 2022 team will just, I mean, will stand alone as one of the hardest working teams I've ever coached. Well, I tell you what, uh, you talk about uh, going from one season to another and lots of changes. That's an eight-man football this year. Now, I know throughout the year last year, uh, our, our friends in Greenville were uh, were uh, chiming about how uh, you know they're going to go to eleven man. This was their last eight-man season and all that. Uh, get us caught up on that before we break down this se- this season schedule and, and specifically Harold's Christian, who you'll be taking on this Friday night uh, over in Harold's coach, but. What has happened with John Paul II? I don't see him on – I know they're not on your schedule. I haven't seen them really on anybody else's schedule. What in the heck is going on with that program over in Greenville? They were going uh, full-time 11, man. Uh, that was their plan. Uh, they lost some kids to transfer life. I know they lost some kids to Aiden Griffin, lost some kids to James Rose, and their numbers just got depleted. And it was probably sometime mid-summer. They come calling, wanting to join back into the – get back in our eight-man conference and get back in the schedule. And everybody, you know, for a long time, there was no room for them. Some people had bye weeks. So a few people, they were able to get four eight-man games, which will qualify them for the uh, eight-man playoff. So they did get those four games in, but they are not part of our conference this year. And uh, they are playing a hybrid schedule. That is amazing. I mean, and I just, again, like I said, I just remember all the crowing from, <coughs> excuse me, coach from, hold on, from Greenville last year about, you know, oh, this is our last ele- our last eight-man campaign. You know, we want to go out on top and all this. And uh, now they're they're back in eight-man football. Do you, do you, is that, can they play for a state champion? You said they're playing a hybrid schedule. Can they play? Can they, little of that, are they eligible for the, the playoffs this year, coach? Yes, they are. If they play four eight-man football games, they are eligible to be considered for playoffs and for seeding in the playoffs. Wow. Well, uh, I just needed an update on that because, like I said, when I was looking at your schedule, Coach, I saw that, uh, you know, they weren't in it, and uh, I just didn't know what happened to them. I mean, other than, you know, that they were supposed to be 11-man. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, This week – you take on a Harold's program, a, a program that you have played a lot through the years. I'll get those numbers out to you here in a moment. But uh, just uh, tell us, uh, how does Harold's look, especially comparing them to last year? I think Harold's is a little deeper in the back this year. Uh, last year, uh, their running back went down, and they went predominantly spread. They had a really good quarterback. Their quarterback this year is probably not as dynamic of a runner. As last year's quarterback, but they have a three-headed monster in the backfield. They're running the weight tee, and uh, they're big up front. So it's going to be a very physical football game and a, and a very good challenge for us. And, uh, again, taking on Harold's Christian at Harold's this year. This is a program that uh, Parrot Academy has played a lot through the years. In fact, as I am looking it up here, I've uh, played them 34 times. Uh, in fact, they played them, uh, the third game ever that a rental parrot Academy ever played in uh football was against Harold's Christian, uh, 11, 22 and one all time played them twice in the playoffs in 1993. And then in 2005, 
And again, uh, a program, uh, one of the historic programs that uh, Parrot Academy has played over the years. So what's the keys, to, before we uh, jump into the rest of the season, Coach, what are the keys to victory against this Harold's Christian team? Uh, you know, we got to play mistake-free football. Uh, I talked to the guys yesterday. We were watching some film. Uh, you know, they're basically free. They fumbled quite a bit, and I told our guys, you know, they proved that they will turn the ball over. So what we've got to do is create turnovers, and we've got to play mistake-free football. No turnovers, very limited penalties, and that's our, really our chance. They're probably they're a little bigger, faster, stronger than we are. So we're going to have to attack in a different way, and I think the turnover battle will be huge. There you go. Uh, and again, uh, lost against them in the first game of the season last year. Ran off 11 straight wins. In fact, on an 11-game winning streak as you go into uh, Friday night's game, too. I got to tell you, Coach, then you look at the rest of your schedule, and you're, you've got a Northwest Halifax uh, game that is going to be next Friday. That'll be at home at uh, at Hodges Field. Coach, uh, tell me a little bit about scheduling Northwest Halifax out of Littleton. Yeah, we actually had a uh, Beargrass Charter schedule there. There was a scheduling conflict, Then we actually – scheduled the Maryland School of the Deaf, which was an eight-man school. And then that got fell through. So we were looking somebody to play. And uh, this was a team that actually was scheduled to play John Paul. And due to John Paul trying to get more eight-man games, dropped them. So I reached out to them, and we, we scheduled them. And uh, looking forward to playing them. Don't know anything about them. <laughs> uh, looked, looked at what they did last year on Max Prep, but uh, that's really all I know about them. Well, and you'll know more about them, obviously, uh, next week as you get ready for them. They, you're able to see some film and that kind of stuff. But, uh, but again, people just don't realize what it and, – and I'm including myself in that too, Coach Beeman. People just don't really realize what it is. I mean, just the moving parts, like you said, with uh, even using John Paul as an example. I mean, with them deciding they couldn't play 11-man, they dropped to 8-man. That affected all their games. That gave you an opportunity to uh, schedule this. And I got to tell you, that would have been pretty cool. I didn't even know this until you told me right now. The You said the Maryland School of the Deaf? Yep, Maryland School of the Deaf, yep. They were, I had watched film on them. They, they, they were a very good 8-man football team last year. That is awesome. Is there a possibility? I know you said it's not scheduled this year, and I'm looking at it right here, but uh, what is the possibility of getting them into the schedule in future years? Yeah, it's something that we, we actually talked and you know, said we would be back in touch once we started scheduling for the next year. Oh, that's awesome. Possibility of you guys traveling up there or them? Uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about doing that at home and home. Ah, you know what? I, I got to tell you, and I know Jason's listening right now, uh, that might be a little fun road trip for uh, for uh, the Brian Hanks show for nine sixty the Bull to uh, do a do the Parrot Academy game live from where do, where are they in, is it in Baltimore or where in Maryland, Coach? Uh, I think it was up it was near Baltimore, sure was. All right, uh, you, you wouldn't mind uh, uh, a fat dude carrying some radio equipment coming up there and uh, doing the game for you, would you? No, sir. Love, love to have you be a part. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk about the schedule. Like I said, Northwest Halifax, uh, the very first time that uh, you're going to be facing them in school history. Uh, then a uh, non-conference game against Wake Christian. And then you jump into conference play, Coach, and a couple of different names here. One that I'm pretty excited about, and I think you could really build a rivalry up against, Liberty Christian out of Richlands, uh, a program that has had a pretty good baseball program that's had a pretty good basketball program through the years. I'm assuming this is their first year of eight-man, right? 
Yes, it is. We actually added Liberty Christian, Sand Hills Classical, Father Capadonna, and then Barry and, uh, Barry and Christian, I believe. Uh, we're not playing them, but that's four teams that we added to our conference this year. That is awesome. Uh, and, again, you guys will be, uh, as you have been for many years, and I said this in my monologue earlier, I mean, the standard bearers of, uh, of eight-man football here in eastern North Carolina. But uh, it's got to be exciting to you. I, and if you've noticed, Coach, I've even quit asking you. Remember when I used to ask you all the time, well, when do you think Parrot Academy is going to go 11, man? And I've, I've not asked you that question now for a couple of years. And in that vein, it's got to be pretty exciting that you've got these Eastern North Carolina teams. Like you said, Liberty Christian out of Richlands, Sand Sand Hills Classical out of Southern Pines, uh, Father Capadano out of Vass that uh, that have added eight-man football to their schools. Yes, yeah, we're we're very excited. I think, uh, you know, some of the coaches have really pushed eight-man in our conference. We actually had an eight-man summit to try to – encourage teams and I think we looked we were looking at it at our conference meeting I think there's 23 teams in the state playing eight-man football this year oh that's awesome I mean and if anything is continuing to grow too what you know what if you're trying to sell a school coach Beeman on adding eight-man football or maybe it's even they have an 11-man program and they're thinking about dropping down to eight-man how do you sell that to them coach Beeman you know, we, we, we tell them it's still football. You know, people have a stigma around it, but if you watch the tape, it's still football. It's a little, might be a little more higher scoring, a little faster paced, but it's a great game. And, and what I try to sell these private schools in is that you can compete with the kids you have in the building. You don't have to go outside and try to, try to poach kids from other schools to compete. You can compete with the kids that you have in the building. Well, I've had something, I don't know if I've really said it here on the air that much, but I know, I think I've talked to you about it. And I know I've talked to, uh, my friend, like John and Jonathan and some of my friends about it. I would love to see some public schools, uh, go to eight man. And I'm thinking, and I'm looking right at, uh, uh, spring Creek who has not really had, you know, a lot of success at the 11 man level, but, uh, maybe I, even South Lenore who, you know, has not made the state playoffs in 11 man. Well, all they've ever played is 11 man, but they've not made the state playoffs in 11 or 12 years now. I would not be opposed to that. And it would be, I think it would be more exciting to, to see some of these public schools have eight man football. What am I, am I being ridiculous there coach? Or what do you think about that? And I'm not asking you to directly address South Lenore or Spring Creek or anything like that, but maybe some of these, uh, smaller one, a schools or even two, a schools that's not had a lot of success to, uh, to play eight man football. What would you think about that coach? Yeah, I can tell you, I think the NCHSA is really missing out. I think they could add an eight man league. I know at the Jam Marie we were at this past weekend, we had 10 teams there over half of them were public school. It was all 11 man scrimmage, but, a lot of those coaches were saying, we wish we could play eight-man, but we don't want to play eight-man and don't have a playoffs to go to. They want to play for something, which I totally get, you know, but they can't play for, for instance, our our state championship. So I think there's a lot of interest. I know, for example, I'm, and I'm not taking, saying, speaking for their coach, but we scrimmaged uh, Jones Sr. Uh, at the Jamboree, and I'm telling you, they just are thin. Uh, but if you put them as an eight-man program, they have some athletes. That, that would be a tough eight-man school for sure. And I think it would really benefit schools like that. Well, And you took the words right out of my mouth, Coach. And I meant to add Jones Sr. in there too. Jones Sr., Spring Creek, those type schools. I mean, Coach, Jones Sr. has, I believe, a little over 300 kids at the school, something like that, 315, 320 kids at the school. It would, it would behoove them 
to uh, potentially play at that uh, eight-man level. And, I mean, how much fun would that be, Coach, to have eight without you having to go up to 11-man to play some of these schools, to be able to play a Beargrass charter who should be playing eight-man football or uh, some of these Halifax County schools and to be able to to schedule those games. I mean, you've got a full schedule as it is right now with 10 games, but still, I mean, it, can you imagine the fans that would come out for a, a – and I'm just going to put it out there in the ether for a South Lenore versus Parrot Academy eight-man football game. Can you imagine how much fun that would be? Oh, yes, it'd be packed. It'd be a lot of fun. It really would. And I, I think there's there's more talk about eight-man football in the public school school sector. So uh, I'm interested to see if something does happen there. Well, with all this growth in uh, in our conference, in the eight-man conference that uh, Parrot Academy plays in, uh, who are some of the teams that you're looking at uh, to be the favorites this year? I mean, obviously, you guys coming off a state championship, and really, Parity Cat, we know. I mean, you guys wear that target on your chest every year anyway. We know you guys are going to be one of the favorites to win uh, the conference and then ultimately to play for a state championship or play for the opportunity for a state championship. Who are a couple of the other teams that you're looking at that uh, that is going to be challenging, that are going to be challenging you guys this year for a state championship, Coach? Yeah, I mean, Wayne Christian, very talented team. Uh, I think they're going to make a run in it. They were actually picked as the preseason conference favorite. Uh, then you have uh, Rocky Mount Academy. They're going to be very good. Kerry Christian and Fate Christian. I would say those four schools and us should be battling for a conference championship. Well, tell you what, we're up against it here because uh, you're getting ready to have to conduct practice here. But if you can, just take a couple minutes, Coach. Just, uh, who are some of the players? Uh, I know, like I said, you mentioned him, Ashton Brinson last year. He did graduate last year and just what a, I got to tell you, one of the most selfless, one of the most, uh, team guys I've ever seen coach. I mean, even when he was hurt late in the season, a lot of times you'd see players that are hurt, that are the studs of their team that would, you know, maybe sulk a little bit. He was nothing like that. I mean, he supported his team the entire year, but he has graduated. Who are some of those players this year, coach that we can, uh, that, that, uh, we'll be calling out his name when we have your games here on nine sixty the ball. Yes. I mean, you got Caleb Sanderson, our returning senior quarterback, expecting a big year for him. He's really took another step as a leader. Uh, we have seniors, Ryland Dickens, Jeremy Snipes, who are, in my opinion, two of the best defensive ends around the area. And then we have senior uh, Mason McElveen. He's going to provide leadership to our defense. But then we have two juniors who are going to be carrying the ball for us, Kane Mixon, Jalen Solomon. I expect – when you see Jalen Solomon, you're going to be like, where was this kid last year? Because, I mean, he's <laughs> – He's put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, and he's taking it to a totally different level. And he's going – I can't wait for you to see him and give me your thoughts on him. But uh, and then Cade will be a fullback lead blocking for him, and Cade will also be our middle linebacker. He uh, he made some hits uh, Friday at the Jamboree where I looked at the coaches, and I said, that's Ashton Brinson 2.0. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got a chance to be special as well. So we're expecting big things out of those two juniors. Well, one of the things that uh, that I've appreciated about you and your coaching style is you really do. You you don't get your players to play to a style. You adjust your coaching style to the players that you have. So having said that, what what can we expect this year? Are we going to see you guys slinging it down the field? Is it going to be a, a, a grinded-out kind of game, or is it going to be a hybrid of that? I think it will be a hybrid. Uh, we have the ability to go spread more than we did last year. But I think we'll still be a predominantly play-action-based team. Uh, we'll establish the uh, run and then then mix in the path. 
uh, keep it keep it balanced. But uh, I think you'll see a little more wide open spread out of us this year. Well, very good. Well, I know uh, having talked to uh, Jason Bryant, we had him on last week, and I think we've got. I know our first two weeks we've got Green Central against North and North, and then Green Central versus Kenston. But uh, that uh, third week of the season, we'll be right there with you with Wake Christian taking on uh, Parrot Academy. So very, very much looking forward to that. And I think we've got you a couple more times after that even. But, uh, Coach, listen, I know you got to head to practice. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to be our uh, first head football coach here in the 2023 season to join the season, or I mean to join the show. Can't wait to talk to you every Friday, too, for the pregame show, Coach. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Always looking forward to uh, being on your show. Hey, thank you so much, Coach Beeman. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go. That's Coach Matt Beeman from Arendelle Parrot Academy. Uh, really do appreciate him. He was brought to you by uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the uh, big interview. And uh, again, uh, the big interview there, Matt Beeman. If you're a little bit confused, if you're listening, you're like, wait a minute, don't think doesn't Brian usually do the big interview in the second hour? Yes, if you miss the beginning of our interview there with Matt Beeman. Uh, they're practicing this morning. Uh, they're going from, uh, I guess, 8 to 9.30 today to try to beat some of this oppressive heat uh, that the uh, that Eastern North Carolina is under. I, I, I told the story about taking Molly Girl out this morning right before 6 o'clock, and uh, it was already 84 degrees outside at eight at 5.55 this morning. Is crazy, and you heard what uh, Coach Beeman said there too about how uh, they're at practice yesterday morning, and they're halfway through practice, and they had a morning practice halfway through practice, and his trainer comes and says, "Hey, we've got to take the helmets and uh, shells off, or uh, take the the pads off because uh, we've hit the heat index." So that's just crazy. I mean, it, that it's that that it's this hot already, and I got to tell you, I was trying as we were talking to Coach Beeman there. I was trying to remember the last time we had a preseason this hot, and I don't remember one. I can tell you, uh, oh, God, we did because our first game of the year was at uh, Green Central that year, too, North and North Green Central. So I'm thinking maybe it was 2019, and it was just so hot at the game itself, but I don't remember the week leading up to it being as insane as uh, this week has been. So, uh Man, uh, stay stay hydrated, football players. And it's not just football players. I mean, we've got soccer teams out there now. We've got tennis teams that are playing fall sports, uh, and they're all having to you know play under the same uh, under the same rules and practicing under the same rules. And just man, 
stay hydrated. I know our great trainers in uh, Kenston and Lenore County are doing that for sure for our kids. Okay. Uh, i tell you what, let me thank a couple more sponsors here because I do want to talk about uh, the Kenston and Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame, which is going to be this Saturday night. Uh, i tell you what, let me thank our good friend uh, Keith Spence at Spence Automotive. We've already heard from him a couple of times on our on our text machine. But uh, Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot. Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend and local sports riding legend, Key Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252 686 5011 the next time you need your car service and when you need new tires tell him the brian hanks show sent you and gotta tell you you know i was on vacation uh what for the couple of weeks leading up to last week and uh left my car over at key or at spence automotive the entire time got it back man everything is purring along like a kitten right now and uh, I wouldn't take my car anywhere else but Spence Automotive. Uh, trust your vehicle to Spence Automotive. You will be just as happy as I am. Hey, we just talked to Parrot Academy head uh, football coach Matt Beeman. Let's thank Arundel Parrot Academy for being one of our uh, sponsors, one of our day one sponsors here of the Brian Hanks Show. Parrot Academy, it is the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. It's located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kenston. And Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, Greenville, Newburn, Snow Hill, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville. In fact, if you are listening to this show right now on Terrestrial Radio, you can send your child to Arundel Parrot Academy, the best private school in North Carolina. Uh, Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment to its students and for its students. Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. And again, I promise you, uh, you will be, I, I am yet, I am yet to meet a parent who has sent their child to Parrot Academy, who has not been satisfied with it. So there you go. Uh, da, 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 let's talk about the uh, – well, I'll tell you what, real quick, let's talk about the Down East Wood Ducks. They did not play last night. They are two games above 500 at 22-20. and 20. They're tied with Lynchburg for second place in uh, the Carolina League North. They're five games behind the hated Carolina Mudcats. Uh, they're on a two-game winning streak after uh, winning their last two games, winning four of six in Kannapolis last week. They are back on the road starting today. They play six games at Charleston uh, before returning home for a six-game series against Fayetteville a week from today on Tuesday, August the 22nd. Uh, but again, first-half champion Down East Wood Ducks, uh, they are already in the playoffs now is the time to go get your playoff tickets for uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, if you're you're around downtown, you're like, you know what? I need to go ahead and get my tickets. Go ahead and get you four tickets. Get you eight tickets for the uh, Down East Wood Ducks playoff games. And I got to tell you, it's looking more and more like they're going to be playing the hated Carolina Mudcats in the playoffs. Uh, those playoffs start about a month from now in, uh, in September. In fact, why don't I call that up real quick here, and I can let you know for certain uh, when the playoffs start. But here's the exciting thing. We've told you about this a couple of times. Uh, the Brian Hanks Show is going to be a part 
of the uh, the playoffs of the Carolina League playoffs. We're going to be giving away, uh, or the Down East Wood Ducks are going to be giving away rally towels that have the down uh, that has the uh, Brian Hanks show on it. The uh, Down East Wood Ducks hashtag Quack Attack. Thank you, Mr. Clemens, for uh, helping us with that. But are uh, coming up with that. But the playoffs do begin. Uh, so in fact, uh, September the 12th, uh, on Tuesday, September the 12th. So what about 28 days, four, four weeks from right now. And that'll be on the road. So it'll probably be up in Zebulon. Then game two of, uh, the best of three series will be, uh, on the 14th on Thursday, the 14th going to have a lot of fun at that game too, uh, as, uh, the Brian Hanks show going to be a huge part of that and very excited about that. But you got to get your playoff tickets. Get them now. Again, that first game is going to be game two. Uh, again, it's very likely, like I said, unless uh, something blows up over the next uh, three weeks, four weeks, it's going to be against the Carolina Mudcats and uh, the hated Carolina Mudcats. And we definitely want you to be at Historic Granger Stadium waving your rally towel, cheering on the, uh, the uh, Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, in that game and then if there's a game three it would be on that friday september the 15th and then game and then after yes i'm speaking into existence john clemens and greg clemens after we win that first round series in game one of the best of five series will be on that sunday the 17th and again uh the down east wood ducks uh hopefully going to be in that championship series too so, uh, again, uh, they're on the road for another week. They're back home a week from today uh, when they take on Fayetteville. Uh, for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com, or even better yet, visit the team's box office at, at Historic Granger Stadium. Get tickets for these remaining games in the season. Get playoff game tickets and uh, and cheer on our Wood Ducks in the playoffs. Again, don't forget the uh, Kinsella North County Sports Hall of Fame is this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. At six o'clock. I saw on Hall of Fame coach uh, Jimmy Smith's Facebook page, we've added even more tables in there. I don't know how we're going to get everybody in that gym over at Kinsella Community Center, but I'm here for it. I love it. I will be there. I am not the MC of it this year, although I will be uh, helping introduce uh, Jerry Stackhouse uh, with him being inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, uh, he's having a bronze plaque just like our other uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame inductees uh, that are going to be that's going to be installed over at the uh, Kinston uh, in our own little Hall of Fame over there at the Kinston Community Center. So I'll be introducing that and uh, introducing the uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame members that are in the audience, which is going to include Leo Hart, Marshall Happer, uh, George Whitfield. And uh, if anybody else is there, too, uh, we'll be introducing them, too. Uh, it's just going to be a good time. Let me tell you something. Uh, we had Wells Gulledge on yesterday's show. Here are the other inductees. Uh, Clay Kroom, uh, Craig Dawson, who will be live here Thursday with Craig Hill here on the show in our second hour. That's going to be exciting. Uh, Daryl Goff from North Lenore. Chris Hatcher from uh, Kinston High School. Earl Miller the late Charles Shackelford, uh, Peggy Jean Taylor, and Don Whaley from South Lenore High School. Uh, like we said, Craig Hill and Wells Gulledge, the two coaches, and then uh, the legend himself, Bill Ellis, who will be on the show tomorrow morning in our second hour. We'll be, he'll be joining us live on the Spence Automotive Guest Line, so pretty excited about that. And then the teams that are going to be a part of the uh, Kinsley-Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame that are going to be inducted 
on uh, Saturday night. The 1949 and 1950 Granger baseball teams, both of those teams won state back-to-back state championships. The 1955 and 1956 Granger basketball teams who won back-to-back state championships. And then last and definitely not least, uh, the 1969 Adkin High School basketball team. Uh, We're going to be inducting all five of those teams. We're going to have representatives from each one of those teams and family members of uh, players who uh, played on those teams. They will be joining us live uh, and uh, that will be part of the induction process. That's going to be just so much fun, so much history when you look at those teams. Uh, the 69 Adkin basketball team, for instance, they were the last city of Kinston team to win a state championship or uh, to win a state basketball championship until the 2008 team that uh, uh, Bo Ingram and uh, Wells Gulledge and all those guys led to the state title in 2008. So almost 40 years between state championships. So, there's uh, our first hour of today's show. Thank you again to Matt Beeman from Parrot Academy. Coming up in our second hour, we're going to have Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online, joining us here live on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.